I was just thinking about the worst lyrics ever. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What do you want to talk about on the wheelchair? Well, uh, Lilt Line 2. No! No! No. It's no, 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 no. It's about you in the engine. Uh, ah, I... I was tipped off to your little scheme. Eight words it'll take for me to get to you, if you let me talk about it. No. Okay. You ready? Right, Uh, no, no! No, because Kathy, my friend who doesn't like you very much, because of what you said about Willem Dafoe's neck... Said yeah. last podcast, uh-huh. you me. asked me the difference between Indigo Prophecy and Beyond Two Souls, uh-huh. knowing I would go on a half an hour rant about David Cage. I didn't know that would Thus happen. tricking me into talking about video games on Podtoid. <laughs> and was... for that, uh-huh. you are to be punished and put in the naughty corner. Naughty corner, spank his bum. <laughs> put him across my knee and smack his little button. Until they're rosy red. Uh, cookies going in the oven, I guess. <laughs> Depressing. I pitch Cookie! <laughs> Sets me up with soap and foam. Oh, such a sassy performance. Uh, I pitched an idea. A Do bit the bit. Oh, really? It feels weird when it's... Okay, I'll do it. If you if the if this is your first podcast, oh God bless you. Um, <laughs> Jonathan had this great idea where if he got upset by something, he'd say "cookies going in the oven," and then I would, if we wanted him to talk again, I would say "cookies suds me up with soap and foam." I don't know why. This is just the, these are the ideas he has is he has while driving back home from his mental hospital work, which is probably where he gets these ideas. But and then it always serves to bite him on the ass because now we're gonna. You're going to be held to it and foolishly invoked the phrase anyway. Yeah. So when I say Cookie starts me up with soap and foam, he then has to uh, perform a ceremony which will let him talk again. And now he's going to do it now. Do the bit. How's it going? Something like. You know. Yeah. Yes, child. Hmm. <laughs> Your soul has been cleansed. And it's been cleaned, my dear. (laughs) (laughs) That felt so passionless. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) After we first, after you first debuted the whole cookie suds me up with soap and foam match out thing, for a straight week after I was just walking around my house going, "Mm -hmm. (laughs) anything for you, my dear. (laughs) <laughs> Your body has been cleansed and been cleaned. Mm. You know, we often talk about like products we should sell, but I really feel like there should be a limited edition cookie suds me up with soap and foam t-shirt. Mm. And, and, and that, you know, if Holmes ever were to encounter one of these people... <laughs> He would be obligated to perform the ceremony. I just think that that's absolutely the way this needs yeah. to go. 
He'd have to like rub his hands all over them, making that horrible squishy noise he makes. Just going <laughs> just over them and then go, hmm, mm, my child. Your body has been cleansed and been cleaned. I'd love that. That would make me happy. We, we'll pitch that. We'll sell limited edition cookies out to me with certain phone shirts. And you've got to do the bit if you see someone wear it, Jonathan. It's it's pretty easy to do if I remember the bit. It's gross. It makes me feel sad and strange. It's your idea. I know. I know. That's I it. can't get the blame for this. Even I, if I make you do it to the point where you're like, please, it makes me feel uncomfortable. And I'm just pressuring you to do it. I kind of forgot it all about it until now. But I'm glad you reminded me. It was fun. It's a fun idea. I can have fun with it. I can be playful. Uh, the idea I had, rhythm game. Right. You, you singing. I have to make the music. Like that. That was good. It was uh, uh, without getting Usher to sue us, I was thinking we could take you doing your version of Yeah, or some of it, and uh, turn it into a real song and then use it for a level. This this may actually happen. Liltline 2, Kickstarter, they didn't get the money. I was talking to the developer afterwards. I was like, what if you took the demo you already have of Liltline 2, fixed it up, Gave it away to huge members, but it's themed around Jim Sterling singing. And they're like, maybe. He's uh, putting together a design doc right now. So if you guys are interested in that at all, uh, let us know. So I can encourage him with your maybe going to like his idea. I would Could do be that. Fun. Yeah. Do a boss fight at the end. Yeah. Fight Freaky Constantine at the end with a boss fight. Wiggling around and stuff. Yeah, um, it's a shame that you um, that that proposition came late because the the little line Kickstarter at one point was going to have if they reached their goal, you would actually be Freaky Constantina in real life. And I assume that would mean you would wear the full on mesh tank top and the cut off jean shorts and dance. Now we'll never know. We'll never know. Now we'll never know. But yeah. If, but I he, hope- did actually, he did actually add it to the top of the Kickstarter page at the end. It's like, Freaky Constantino will be involved. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty cute. It yeah. was just a little, I think, just too little too late by that point. Because I didn't know I didn't like know about it until it was like nine hours left. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm still getting to the bottom of why some Kickstarters make $500,000. Um, it's, you know, they're, they all seem like equally good games, so it's not about that. It's got to do with the way they're promoted and who talks about them and what kind of materials are on the page, I guess. I don't, I'm still figuring it out. It's strange. Do you think Jonathan Holmes's um, fetish grotto would, uh, would get the money? What does that mean? It's that idea you had. Uh, I didn't know. Where, where you run a, um, a, uh, an alternative sexual uh, lifestyle uh, dungeon. Boutique. A boutique slash dungeon. <laughs> what, is, what does that mean? I don't uh, wanna... You would be called Muscle Daddy Holmes? <laughs> you had this idea. You no, phoned me up last night. You said, oh, you were like, oh, hey, Jim, I got a great idea for a, a fetish boutique. I don't know why you sound like that. The, I got a great the, idea. The leather bandolier that he's wearing, mm-hmm. I can see it studded. Yeah, studded leather, like like black cross across your chest. <laughs> and they're hitching up your black uh, uh, leather pants with your boots with spikes on them. 
And it's a, it's your own like it's a fetish dungeon like bringing um bringing kink to the heart of Boston. I don't like kink. I what's wrong with it? It's fine. I, I don't hate it. I just uh Don't game. you go don't judge me. <laughs> I just don't enjoy any sort of fetishes or mm-hmm. trouble troubling uh new ideas about... I find your tone offensive. <laughs> No, you will be Muscle Daddy Holmes and you will run a kink bar, boutique, dungeon, hovel. <laughs> Under a bridge. Uh, we're going to go to a bridge in Boston and you will wear um, what we said. The big, the straps across you, your pants. I don't think you need anything else. The boots. And I will be on a chain collar and you will have me collared and I'll be on my hands and knees following you about like a lowly dog. How does that sound? Wait, I'm the dog? No, 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 no. You are the master, and I will call you uh, Muscle Daddy Master Man. So you want to be the dog? And you'll be like, hey, come on, you dirty dog. <laughs> and I'll be like, yeah, I, that is what I am. All right, old dirty dog. I'll probably do a dog's fart in a minute, and you go, yeah, damn right, you will. It's going to stink. <laughs> that reminds me, I had a Willem Dafoe movie idea, but then it turned into the idea for a new teenage Pokemon, which hopefully you'll be in. Right. So surprised they want to make more of those. It has to do with farts. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't want to do the fetish cafe. So anyway, you yank on the chain and you're like, get over here, you filthy dog, man. And then you like grab my head and I'm like, ah, you pull my hair and then you lick my face and go, taste of being dirty for a minute. I should point um, out that this um, fetish, this thriving dungeon in the heart of Boston will probably, at least for a good long while, just be me and you. Yeah. I don't and think and maybe, this, maybe this transient man I know called Bucktooth. It'll take a while to get the word out, sure. About two years. And not, not because I want to have him all to myself for two years while telling him that we're advertising. That's not the point, no. Conrad. No, not it's, at all. It's not that I'm, I've am i set up an elaborate scheme where I'm printing posters for the dungeon and then just throwing them in the river. That's not happening, Jonathan. I don't know why you'd accuse me of that. Sorry, Jonathan. Muscle Daddy. I'm not very And I'll muscle. be all like, Muscle Daddy, I need to uh, urinate out of my cock. Uh, can I go do toilet? And you'll go, no. Do it in your pants. <laughs> and then I'll say, all right, and then I'll piss myself. And then you'll be like, oh, that's so good. And then you'll suck the, <laughs> the pee off my trousers. Gross. And you'll say, you like it because it's dehumanizing. <laughs> it's funny to think about people being so casual and aware <laughs> of their um, potentially nauseating a lot of bacteria exchanged in these fetishes, you know. Look, look the unclean scrot area, not the clean scrot area. The part that's been closer to the uh, anal cavity. So there may be bum problem close by. Lick, lick only that oh, uh, anus zone. Not anus, though. Close to the anus. Not the anus, that's though. Exa- oh. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's weird. Oh, mm. you are pushing a lot of buttons for me right now. <laughs> That speaks to me, Muscle Daddy. 
And so that's, you know, we can do stuff like that. You'll be like, oh, yeah, let me just, let me lick near to your anus. And if, if my tongue slips, who's, who's to know? Uh, you dirty dog. <laughs> like, like actually licking the, the anus at that point would be a huge difference. <laughs> like, whoa, that's over the line. <laughs> only near the anus, only that small three millimeter. <laughs> I'm imagining you saying all this with with a dungeon like like a, a studded leather cap on and and everything, just going ooh three millimeters away from the anus, <laughs> just the way Muscle Daddy likes it. Uh... So near and yet so far. I don't want to overextend myself. I don't want to lick no poo-poo. Well, it's the, it's the outer rim job. Yes. Now, crawl around like a worm for me. And I have to, like, I've got to lie on my side on the floor with my arms, like, pressed against me, and I'm just, like, wobbling about. And you, while you, like, for an hour, just have your arms crossed and just go, <laughs> moving up and down like those big guys with axes and golden axe after they knock you over. You're like that for an hour, just, <laughs> you're a worm now, a low down dirty worm. Well, I'm wobbling around on the floor going, oh, God, I'll probably eat dirt in a minute. I'm such a fucking worm. I figured out who you, you've reminded me of all these years, Jim. Mm. Uh, uh, women at Wellesley College, the school where Hillary Clinton got, I believe, at least her undergraduate. She might have gone there for all six years. These are the kind of conversations I had with women at Wellesley College all the time. Because there's a weird, I don't know, it's a, it's a great place, interesting place to me. I'm at a dance there, and they're like, shake your ass like Prince. And I'm like, what? <laughs> they're like, shake it, make it wiggle, make <laughs> it jingle. This is long before twerking. This is like, you know, 1999 or 2001 or something. Be, be like Prince, anal lingus. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? And they're like, there will be anal lingus tonight. <laughs> wow you will enjoy it I'm like that's too it's over my line they're like oh a line too far beautiful women too man they were sexy did you but I, did you swallow your pride and, and swallow their the holes <laughs> I didn't I was uh, you know the same kind of guy I am now but I'm they like, told oh. you to do it they did they did there was a lot of forceful you made liars of those women they said there will be analingus tonight, and through your inaction, there was not. Uh, I guess they wanted me to shake my ass like Prince and analingus them. Yeah, actually, and, I mean, we—is that substantiated? I mean, they—it's it, non-specific. There will be analingus tonight. That's not really saying like what your uh, role in that would be. Maybe they just wanted to give you a little go of it. Uh, I mean, they were telling you to wiggle your ass. Maybe they were trying to see what the goods were like. Say, so is that, oh, does that look tasty? I don't know. Let's make him dance like Prince for a minute. Uh, oh, yeah, he's, yeah, that looks pretty good. I'll have some of that. Oh, uh, yeah, it's gross. It's yeah. not. <laughs> there are people that 
that, and you're kind of denigrating their uh, lifestyle choices. It's not even oh. a lifestyle choice. That's me. You're making me a, a speak out of turn now. Some people enjoy performing analingus on you, Jonathan, and that's a very valid, healthy sexual interest. Uh, yeah. I don't want. It is especially healthy when it's you that they want to <laughs> lick the asshole of. They don't. I don't know if they did want to do that. They wanted their buttholes licked for sure, but they wanted me to shake my butt in a buttholey manner, in a way that a man who licks buttholes would shake it. Right. Because they think Prince licks the holes too, for sure. Um, I guess he would. This, um, maybe. He's open-minded. Maybe at one point, but now that he's very Jehovah's Witness and really kind of into that, I don't know. They're, analingus may be off the table now for Prince. Did G- Jehovah have a rule about butthole licking? And not when, not when it's you, Jonathan. I think there is an exception in the book of Jehovah yeah. that says, like, thou shalt not lick of thine anus, brackets, unless it's Jonathan Holmes. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think I'm in any religious text. Can you dispute that though? Can you really like just can you really just deny someone else's beliefs? And really, do you want to be married to someone whose anus you've licked? No. You want that person to go far away afterwards. Far, far away and never see you again. Isn't it no matter how much you clean it, isn't there gonna be smells from the butthole? It's, not, not if you clean it with lemon pledge. <laughs> that, that, that'll undo a world of grief. Did the do people just choke it down normally? They're just like, eh, it's gonna smell, but the cameras are rolling. Here we go. Is that is that the thinking behind that? I don't know. I mean, personally, I've not done it. I've seen a lot of footage of it. And they seem to be having a great time. Yeah, they, unless they're really good actors and actresses. I don't know what's hard to say. Up oh, the dog's home. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Oh, thank, thank fuck the dog is home, Jonathan. I'm so glad the dog is home. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. To now. ruin Podtoid. So I tell you what, uh-huh. uh, I did break my chair last week. <laughs> That's Did what happened. Really? On oh, the no. same day I was celebrating losing over 10 pounds, the world <laughs> decided to say, that's too much self-esteem for Piggy. And, <laughs> and snap goes the chair, which to be fair, the chair wasn't put together properly to begin with, I don't think. I'm surprised it lasted the years it lasted. It was always creaky and weird. Um, but no, it was like, oh god, I've lost weight, I feel uh, like a beautiful uh, woman. And then the chair was just like, oh, that's all you fucking think, you fat fuck. Yeah, oh, you're gonna lean over there, are you? You're gonna pick something up off the floor? I don't think so, son! And then it just went. Happens to everybody at some point. It happens a lot more to son of Chris Farley. (laughs) I hope you live forever, Jim. Can you? Uh, is your new diet going to cause you to live forever, or at least a long, long time? Not unless I turn into a lobster. They are biologically immortal. Lobsters actually have eternal life. That's amazing. Yeah. 
I thought they only lived uh, for 10 years or something. No, as, as I, according, I, I'm not sure quite how biological immortality works, because I that would require reading like more than one Wikipedia article. And usually once I've read one article on whatever bit of sea life I'm interested in that day, I'm, I'm all tuckered out. Uh, yes, but yes, they uh, apparently like just their cells do not degenerate the way ours do when they replicate. Mm-hmm. So a lobster can technically live forever. There is uh, science about, I guess there's caps on our DNA. That's how they, it's at least a metaphor for that. That's how they explain it. And as you get older, those caps come off and your DNA sort of gets worse, unravels in a way. And the more stressed out and sad you are, the quicker that process happens, which is why after I was in graduate school, I went from having a full head of hair and pretty good metabolism in like two years. I was bald and fat and confused because it's pretty stressful. Graduate school, don't go. Don't go, everybody. You'll be sad. Unless you love school. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Jim, we should cap your DNA somehow. Keep you preserved. Fresh. You, you want a sample of my DNA? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> you're a smart man, Jonathan. <laughs> I'm not, you're, a, you're a wise man. You uh, um, you saw where that was going. I have proven otherwise, I guess. You walk. saw that coming, Jonathan. Coming. So, yes. Saw, saw, it, saw it coming. Saw, saw it coming. Coming, coming, Jonathan. Coming. 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 Mm, coming. <laughs> you guys know Alan You know Alan that, coming? Jonathan? Alan Cumming has... You want to think about my rock-hard dick? Uh, no. Ejaculating. It's filthy deposits into your mouth. <sighs> and you've got to keep it there. Keep it warm and fresh, and run to the lab, and spill it out. Like spit it out into a test tube. Gross. And then you put a cork in it and say, "Through this, he'll live forever." And then you just like put it on a red velvet cushion and leave it there. <laughs> I'm picturing this being weird science too, and the weird science music <laughs> and Danny Elfman playing weird science science. Well, well I just a montage of you trying to get to the lab <laughs> to accomplish this with that song playing, and yeah. you just got this mouthful of semen. After, like, it's going weird, tired, tired, and you're on your knees, Jonathan, like, cupping your um, pectorals and just rubbing them, going, oh, oh, like that. You're, you're looking up, your eyes closed, your tongue hanging out, and you're rubbing your nipples, just, oh, oh, weird, tired, tired, like that. And I'm, I'm, I'm over you, just, like, one hand on my hip, <laughs> jerking it overhand. Uh, like that. Yeah, I don't even do it that way, but it's just, it feels appropriate for this. Overhand, just uh, like that. Uh, oh. And then I'm like, oh, I'm so close. I'm so very close. I'm gonna go so hard. Like that. We are tired. Like, oh, I can't. Oh, I'm so very close to coming. Oh, like that. And it's, you get a load of it, right? It's not all of it goes in. Uh, and it lands on your tongue, right? And you, um, close it like that and I just go mm, sh- sh- shut up like that and put my uh, hand which has got a bit of um, pre on it uh, put that over your mouth and just like trail a finger down over your lips and say don't speak because your mouth is full of my precious cum oh. now go go and you run to the lab which is three miles away <laughs> while the tune's playing and uh, like Conrad said you know you're like Ducking and weaving through traffic. 
There are two empty sidewalks, but you're in the middle of the road. <laughs> Running to the lab. We are tired, tired. That's the only bit I know. So that's all the only bit that's playing. It's just we're tired. <laughs> just on a constant loop. We're tired, we're tired. While you're like ducking and weaving through the traffic, you roll into, you see a market, like a, a market selling uh, groceries and things. And you take a diversion back onto the sidewalk where the market stall is and jump in the vegetables and kick the oranges and throw the bananas and sw- like just throw all the produce uh, until you cleared it and then you run back into the road and you're still running. Cars are swerving out your way. They're hitting buildings. M- women are screaming because they're babies that almost got killed by a car. And you are you can't even tell them that you're doing this all for a good cause because you've got a mouthful of it. And it gets really tense because at one point the camera zooms up and we see just a little, like, a white tear of semen just dribbling from the corner of your mouth. Oh, dear. Tear of semen? Like I'm crying? Yeah, and then it cuts to Brendan Fraser, who's looking out of his office through a telescope, just, Oh, my God! Jonathan Holmes has sprung a leak! And Val Kilmer says, Don't worry! I'll fight for day! And then stuffs a hamburger in his mouth. And then it cuts back to you, and you're at the lab. And that's when you grab your... You, there's a, a scientist, she's, like, carefully putting, um like, nitroglycerin into a tube. You grab her by the side and just toss her out of the way and grab a test tube and spit up into it and you turn back to the scientist and say, fuck off, fuck off! And then you bung a cork in the test tube, hold it up and say, through this, the world's greatest man will live forever. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intentions? <laughs> that place. And and you put it just on this velvet pillow. And then you walk away and the camera pulls back and there's just a room full of velvet pillows, all with my semen in. And then it goes... It turns out that Podcaptoids all this time existed in the X-Files universe. (laughs) What do you think of that, Jonathan? That's That's my vision for what we're going to do next summer. I don't want to do it, but it's funny. It is a funny idea. It's a great idea. That's it's the history of of everlasting life. Oh, the the way forward guys want me to be on a live stream with them right now. I'm doing Podtoid. Yeah, tell them you've actually got something that is going to further your career going on. Oh, I am <laughs> quite grateful that so many of the way forward guys have been on. That was actually supposed to um, insult Podtoid. It sounded like we were insulting WayForward. (laughs) Yes. It was supposed to be self-deprecation, lads, from WayForward. I know they listen for some god-awful reason. They used to. I don't know. They might have stopped. They'd be wise to have stopped. Yes. Uh, The video games thing happened. Anyone reviewing the 2DS? Did you get one, Jim, in the mail? Nintendo send you one. Send me what? A 2DS. A what? 2DS. 2DS? 
<laughs> two D's. No, where would I keep? Wait, wait. It's it's two D's. Two D's. That's two two D's. D's. Two dicks. No. No, two I get D's. enough of those from Popcorn Fans. D's nuts. D's nuts. Is Nintendo going to show me D's nuts, Jonathan Holmes? <laughs> no, they're not. No. No, they're not into that stuff. Like uh, it's tough with them. I'm gonna write something not that positive about Pokemon XY, and I know they're gonna be sad about Whoa. it. Oh, what can you do? Oh, you're gonna complain about the graphics again? Uh, I'm going to complain about the graphics in a different way. Oh, I'm gonna get you. Oh, good. He's found a new and original way to complain <laughs> about the graphics. Awesome. I'm gonna get you fired from video games, Jonathan. It is uh, very disappointing, Pokemon XY. I like it. Not. It is. I like Froakey. it. Froakey's good. Bum, the, bum, bum, the new designs are good. The character models are very good. Sometimes I'm just going to say Froakey in different ways until you acquiesce, Jonathan. Froakey's great. Froakey! 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 I don't have Froakey, so I don't know about the evolutions yet. I got Chessman. Pretty good. Chesspin. Cute. No wonder you don't like Pokemon X and Y. He's great. The, the All the new designs have been great. Actually, yeah. I mean, most of the new designs are. Have you seen Horlucha yet? No, I just from your video. Which ah. Horlucha is fantastic. Yeah, I like Horlucha gets me so hard, Jonathan. Horlucha gets, gets my rocks up, Jonathan. Right. <laughs> That's great. Makes no. my, my penis big, bigger. I was going to say big. No, bigger. Right? And he throbs a bit. <laughs> and then it sort of gets a bit slick at the end, Jonathan. Gross. And then it c- comes semen out of it. I figured. Uh, <laughs> how many orgasms do you have a day, you think? <laughs> it's a ballpark. And feel free to ignore the question. Too it many. Is- Actually, I'll be honest. One a day. That's funny. The time. That's not a lot. Yeah. I don't think that's a lot. It's not a lot. Keeps it's the not demons at bay. They say it uh, helps prevent uh, prostate cancer. Cancer. Something oh, like that. Dude, dude. Like, yeah. I, I, I could cure cancer with my prostate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. Because uh, trust me, Jonathan, it's, it's not the uh, frequency, it's the quality. The quality of your prostate? Of, of my spunky disgust. Is it good? Dude, I'm telling you, like, you get 98% on a standardized test. Easy. <laughs> on a bad day. Someone would look at that and say, you know what, that's, that's a quality orgasm. He knows what he's doing. Really? Yeah. I knew some guys. That Bear in I- mind, that's me giving one to myself. If, if I'm supposed to be delivering it to someone else, we're all fucked. <laughs> it is a different challenge, I'm sure. There yeah. were some guys back in art I don't know why you won't let me practice on you, Jonathan. Practice? I, how will I learn if I don't have a practice? Practice what? What? Giving me an orgasm? Yeah. It couldn't happen. <laughs> no offense. It would be... You would, you would have better luck... Like a, a drunk gynecologist with uh, metal scraping tools would have an easier time getting one out. Interesting. 
Yeah, they couldn't do it. So I what you're saying is, I, I need to go to Boston with a bottle of scotch and a grapefruit spoon. No. That could be arranged. No, it's it's. I'd be so uncomfortable mentally, physically. Well, that's why I'd be there to help. I'd put on music. That would be so. Like that, that'll be playing. While I'm like, I lay you down on a bed of roses, light a candle, laugh like Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> I'm gonna give you an orgasm, babe. <laughs> like that. Sexual And just elegantly, um,. What would I do? Like, just just wank you off. Really. Yeah? Is that right? Yeah. Well, it, it, all the while, just, like, saying things like, you know, this is going really well. I think you're, you're doing okay. You would just have soft, sad man genitalia in your head. What if I did it as Paul Stanley? The guitarist for Kiss? Yeah, otherwise known as the Star Child. What if I slapped on some white face paint and a black wig and I was just, like, proper thrashing on your, your penis, just going, Hey, I'm Paul! I do that a lot in my house. Not not wank people off as Paul Stanley, but I do like to walk around being Paul Stanley, just telling people they made the crate. <laughs> just encouraging people. Paul Stanley thinks you're doing really well. I just want you to know you made the grade in the Star Child's book. <laughs> We're about to do a little song about how God gave rock and roll to you. But I just thought you'd like to know I think you're all doing a really good job. I'm Paul Stanley, and you made the grade. Yeah, uh, is that from <laughs> is that from a Paul Stanley song that I just don't know? No, no. He, um, you made the grade. It's because once I got bored and drew on the fridge, <laughs> I drew a picture of Paul Stanley on the fridge and just wrote underneath, "Paul Stanley says you've made the grade." <laughs> And ever since then, like Alex and I just, we regularly will just go, I think you made the grade! <laughs> oh, that sounds great to be around. I start yeah. walking like a Muppet. <laughs> just like wavy limbs everywhere. Ah, Paul Stanley! I want you to know that you're doing A OK! You got two thumbs up from this kid's guitarist! <laughs> you made the grade. Uh, did you see Don Cheadle as Captain Planet? No. I what? guess it's old. I, I guess it, the internet is impossible to keep up with. You think you've seen all the stuff. Just like how on TV you used to think like, oh, I know all the shows that I would like and not like. I've given them all a try. The internet's not like that. You can find something that's two years old that was clearly made for you that nobody's told you about, you've never heard of. Don Cheadle played Captain Planet in not one, not two, not three, but four YouTube videos for Funny or Die. It's worth watching. They got him. They got Don Cheadle to do it. I don't know. He, he wins Oscars and stuff. He's like a big deal. He's where he's got the green yeah, hair. Yeah, but then doesn't he appear in like Jimmy Kimmel bullshit from time to time too? I mean, he's clearly got True. a sense of humor. Yeah, but yeah, 
the, the, the his Captain Planet turn is you'd have to see it. I, I don't want to give it away, but every but, time I every time I think about Captain Planet now, I there's a Robot Chicken episode where yeah. like Ted Turner goes crazy, paints himself blue, and starts running around screaming Captain Planet. And I think of it every time I think of Captain Planet now. Uh, that sounds good. After you see Don Cheadle as Captain Planet, though, that will replace your. Robot I hope so, because really, I mean, you know, it's kind of funny to think about a a, a a comically crazy Ted Turner as opposed to just generally in real life batshit crazy Ted Turner. How about it? What's he do these days? Still running that? As long as he's not colorizing shit anymore, I don't care. I haven't kept up with Ted Turner since the. Uh, Jane Fonda scandals. Well, I, think broke he, up. I, I think he just spends his money in places. and He can do that. Yeah. yeah. He has that opportunity. It's true. Uh, not much happened in video game news, I guess, really. Did it? Thank God. few things. Watch Dogs delayed. No one really cares that much. Uh, well, I don't know. They seem, Somebody seemed to care enough because I, I saw an email where somebody noted that Ubisoft's stock like took a 20% hit, which those numbers are always so I, – I don't – god damn it. If you go to a video game website and try to like get accurate financial reporting from it, that would actually explain a lot about the economy. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sure. I, it was – Part of the problem was that uh, Amazon was selling PS4 bundles with it. Yeah. And it's almost... Yeah. I, I, I said this with um, on the Co-Optional podcast this week. Uh, it's almost as if this whole obsessive pre-order culture thing is is not a great and efficient idea. It's weird. No, wait, wait, hang on. Wait. You mean to tell me that something could go wrong, promises might be broken, and people could be enraged? I disbelieve. It's disbelieve. It's crazy, but apparently, when the game industry makes preemptive promises, they don't always find themselves able to fulfil them. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, fuck all that. I'm not. I'm not worried. I don't pre-order things anyway. I don't think people should. And to me, if a game is delayed. It always opens up the potential for further improvements to the game. Plus, I'm not one of those people who are foolish, in my opinion, and think that an awesome launch library is is what a system needs. It's to me, it's the opposite of what a system needs. They I, need I've, to. I've yet to see one. <laughs> yeah, like I, I keep being told that these mystical things exist. Like there is such a thing as the launch library that will compel me beyond a doubt to run out and buy a console day one, and that has never happened. Yeah, well, people conflate quantity with quality, um, like Jonathan did about my orgasms. Um, they think that you know having twenty five games at launch. I mean, it sounds impressive on paper to a lot of people, but when you then think half of those are going to be ports and, you know, 15 of them are going to be rabbits or Just Dance, <laughs> like, it gets less and less impressive the more you look into that library, especially when you factor in those games that could have been great but then were rushed to be launch titles. Um, I'd rather know what I'm going to play six months from now than what games are going to be shat on me at launch day. It's uh, it's sad though. I hate to discourage people from getting a console at launch because then it doesn't build up as quickly, and then 
it uh, you know doesn't get as good games. I would always discourage people to buy a system at launch. I know because you're so good to the people. Well, the the system's gonna come out broken in some way. We know this. Wait until they make a fixed one. <laughs> sure. A lot of people are saying they're glad they waited until the 2DS that they saved 130 bucks and mm-hmm. don't have to deal with a 3D slider and the, the console is reportedly a little more sturdy feeling than well, the 3DS. Anyway. As someone who bought a 3DS at launch, um, they don't have ice climbers. So <laughs> <laughs> I think I won that. Christ. Uh, I'm happy I had the 3DS the whole time, but at the same time, I wouldn't blame somebody for being glad they waited. Uh, there was a lot of games I played between now and then that I'm glad I got to play. What was yeah, it worth I'm, I, I, God, I wish I wish I like I look at the 3DS and I think to myself, why in God's name did you spend that much money on this thing that just sits there? Mm. And then I look at my PSP. And I think to myself, fuck, that's it. You just didn't learn the lesson. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a Vita yet, Conrad? I can't remember. No, I I don't. I wonder if you'll get a Vita TV. Actually, that option appeals to me more than the Vita. Um, Especially since pretty soon you're going to have to go hunt down a Vita that's worth having because they won't have the OLED screens in them anymore soon and mm-hmm. yeah so the Vita TV thing is, is a lot more appealing I, I prefer to play games on a, a screen and not in my hand yeah yeah a lot of people do makes sense but yeah I'm already at a loss for video game things to talk Jonathan, about Jonathan stick happened. it inside of me <laughs> how's that for something that's video game news it's not any. That's not video game. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Play on a Wii while you put yourself inside of me. Now it's video game re- related news. Video game related. I was actually going to get a new Wii game called Furu Furu Park that I forgot existed, but then I read a news post from Topher Cantler about it from I think Say 2010. What? Yeah, I know. I forgot it existed. He wrote news. I about forgot Topher Cantler existed. Where, I know. He does. I, I love Topher. Like uh, that sounded insulting. That wasn't supposed to be. It's just, I've no, not no. seen hide nor hair of the guy for so long. Where's he writing news? I don't know. I don't know if he is. Last exchange we had, uh, somebody said like Topher Cantler's great and just included me in it on Twitter. And I was like, I know. I love him. He's so good at everything. I wish I was like him. Then he was like, No, you're better than me. Your cartoon's good. I was like, Oh. Your cartoon's better, and then we just don't talk again for like a year. That's how it goes, internet. I should look him up. He was a uh, shining star in my sky a long time. Unstructoid. We wrote articles together. It's great. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. Please don't tell me you are Jonathan. I love you today. Oh, that was awfully sweet. Uh, the girl now wank to- me off on a bed of shit and lick it up every last bit. Jonathan, I want to say I need your comb in my hair every day. Your hair? Yes. 
I was about to say that the girl who stalked me the most. <laughs> I love there's a ranking system. <laughs> there is short ranking system. You know, back in my desirable days, uh, she would sing that and then cry towards the end. I'm like, I don't. I uh, you, uh, can we just go get ice cream and then I'll leave while you're eating the ice cream. That's what I think to myself. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's why you always have those experiences in public places. Oh yeah, I a try. Friend of ours is being stalked actually. Oh, that's too bad. I uh, my friend Flannel, who I've mentioned on Podtoad before, and you seem always incredulous uh, his name, uh, has uh, someone who's been leaving him things outside his house. And he'll get a text from her that says, look outside your house. And he oh. lives he lives in a, like a ground floor apartment where the front door is like in the room he is always in. And somehow she's getting to the door and getting away without him noticing her. And she'll leave like an egg McMuffin outside because she knows he likes them. And then she'll text him like, just look outside. And he'll look outside and there's an egg McMuffin down there. That's almost, that's kind of like just being Santa Claus with Egg McMuffins. (laughs) It's not just Egg McMuffins, it's other things as well. Okay, so at what point, because food's almost acceptable. Yeah, I I forget what other things there were. I think there were things for his dog and stuff. It's just one of those things where, like, well, it's one of those things where it's like, we see it in Richard Curtis fucking films all the time. And it's supposed to be charming and cute that people are doing all these crazy things for love. In real life, it's just kind of demented. So she loves, she announced that she loves him. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I think she's just leaving him weird things. I d- the, the thing is, she doesn't know him much at all. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So I've been thinking to make this easier for everyone is that I would start stalking him as well for a joke. And I would start leaving things outside his apartment. I'm thinking and, like like a, a Batman Forever poster. Just put that outside. Or hang up Blair Witch Stickman. That's scary. That's unsettling. Alright, what if I left one Blair Witch Stickman on the floor and hung up Batman Forever posters? <laughs> like just plastered the area outside in them. No, no, here's here's what you need to do to make this really work, though. I think I think you need to just sort of like park outside of his apartment, just like on a stakeout, <laughs> twenty four right. hours a day until she shows up. Ah, and right. join forces with her. Oh, I just well, I thought you could ramp it up a little bit ah. because it doesn't sound like she's getting the job, the crazy job done quickly enough. So maybe you could just sort of like Cupid's arrow it a little bit sort of replace it with uh, i don't know like animal <laughs> organs or something Self whatever describe. she leaves behind she sends the text he's like oh it's an egg oh my god and like that you know, moves things Just along like leave out surgical equipment and bone sores with questionable stains on them and things um or, or just like the ingredients of an egg mcmuffin <laughs> just like like an egg and two muffin halves <laughs> and a block of cheese. <laughs> no, a full wheel of cheese. 
I wonder how she'd feel about that, because you'd be mirroring her behavior a little bit, which is a technique you can use when you don't want to confront someone in a way that makes them feel like they're being um, in a a conflict, in a a fight, or in a a way that's putting them on the spot and gives them the opportunity to notice that they are like the Egg McMuffin guy with the block of cheese. Or maybe she would feel stalked by you, and then... Yeah, I would be... But then I would tell the police that I am a counter-stalker. That's a service we could offer, counter-stalking. Like if you've got a stalker, we'll stalk the stalker. We'll go through their trash, and we'll, like, leave bits of animals on their doorstep. That's not good. And phone yeah. them, phone up their house and just, oh, I love the way you stalk that other guy. <laughs> it makes me want to stalk you so much. That's what uh, creepy types do, I guess, right? Could we outsource those calls to India? <laughs> I don't see why not. Save save money, efficiency yeah, so, in the workplace. Right. <laughs> I'm just imagining what that call would be like, because you know it would be terribly polite. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Jonathan. Yeah. Yeah. It's me. Talking of stalking, I had this other great idea for you, Jonathan. Oh, what? So many ideas this week. I've had so many. Like, last week's uh, podcast with Danny Baranowski was fantastic, but it was very video game related. True. And that blows for me. (laughs) That Jonathan blows for me. I don't like it. It hurt me. Do you really want to hurt me? He was our guest. Do you really want to make me cry? I wanted to make him feel welcome. Because he's a video game you guy. Didn't, you wanted to use him to you know talk about video games. After the show, I hung up, and then he called me back right away and talked to me about video games for like a half hour. To see wow. Her. Yeah, he really wanted to talk to us about them, and we kind of didn't. We did! We kind of did. We talked about nothing but them. We talked about some other things. We did. We did good. It's uh, It was good for the Podtoid people. They seemed to like it just fine. Anyway, um, Jonathan. Yes. I've had a great idea. Because as you know, we're always trying to find ways to put your name out there and make you the superstar celebrity that you always should have been. That MTV Road Rules never gave you. But we can. Uh, yeah. How about this? How's this for an idea, right? We get some flour and put that all over your face, right? You with me so far? Uh, no. But yes, I'm listening to you. Yes. We get lipstick, right? And we smush that all over your lips. Right? Mm. I cut off some of my pubes. (laughs) (laughs) You've got no hair. This needs hair to work. I do have hair. We put glue on your head. Why? There's, There's so many other places you can get we hair put wacky glue on your head. Then pubes. Your mm. first choice was my own pubes. You'll see why. Pubes. You'll right. see why. Wacky glue. Okay. <laughs> wacky glue on your scalp and liberally apply the um, synthetic hair. We give you a coat with a collar on it. We then send you to the local high school where you will stalk young girls. What? 
Jonathan Holmes is Edwunk Kunkin. Edwunk Kunkin? Yeah. <laughs> That's not words. That's just new sounds. Edwunk Kunkin? You are going to be a vampire. Oh, like Edward Cullen. A romantic vampire that all the girls love. Because I was watching a bit of Twilight this weekend. Because uh-huh. we, uh, I was at a party where we all wore pyjamas and drunk appletinis out of baby's sippy cups. So far, still the strangest thing of this night is that someone watched Twilight. In, in uh, our defense, it was the Rift Tracks version. But that, yes, does, I guess, suppose, maybe help. Yeah. I think it's a funny movie. It was quite funny with the Rift Tracks on. I like it anyway. Okay. So. Um, but anyway, uh, my friend Kathy, who hates you, Jonathan, because you have what you said about Willem Dafoe's nag. Mentioned how when she was younger, she found this this Twilight stuff wonderful, like very romantic and hot. To be stalked by an ancient old man <laughs> who is like ghostly white and wears lipstick and has just like really stupid hair. And that's why I thought, well, you know what? We were actually talking about this with ourselves. Like me and Flannel were talking, you know, we'll do this to ourselves and go into a school and be all like, uh, uh. I can't keep away from you. Uh, uh, I want to eat you and drink your face. Uh, uh, and like punch their cars and steal their car engines and like follow them everywhere and tie them up in their houses. And they'll all the time think this is so sweet and romantic. And while we're like, uh, uh, I don't like the sun. Uh. But then I thought, why would we do that when it's your, your career on the line? Yeah, what? <laughs> I'm what? so poorly suited for all of these tasks. It, it feels like it. You don't just... think that you could wear flower and lipstick and pubes and go into a skull and follow all the girls around? No, I don't. I think it seems that pretty easy. I would be removed from the school. No, you wouldn't. To jail. No, because you will. Because just like. Look, I, I, I've watched Twilight. I know how this works. You will be seen as one of the students. You will have to move from town to town to keep up the facade. But so long as there's a lot of clouds in the sky, apparently that's all you need to get away with it. Yeah, don't they just sparkle in the sun or do they melt? Um, They sparkle in the sun. Um, But don't worry, me and Conrad will be following you everywhere with glitter glue. So that if the sun comes out, we will just spray that in your face. And, and in order for that to work, we will grab you each by the shoulder and force you onto your knees and then hold the glitter glue uh, in between our legs and just squeeze it and go, take that, take that, like that. That will be your vampire's curse. <laughs> that would be a terrible curse. Take that, take that, Edwunk Kunkin. <laughs> And you'll just, like, walk up to, like, just just the first girl you see and just walk up and say, Hey, I'm the new transfer student, Edward Kunkin. Uh, I want to hold your tits. Uh. That's what he does in Twilight. I want to hold your tits? <laughs> he goes, let me have a pinch of your nipples. And then he just reaches out and pinches them and, and Bella says, oh, this is great. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's he gets away with it though, due to his boyish 
charms. Uh, no, he gets away with it because at one point someone drops an apple and he catches the apple with his foot and the apple rolls up his leg and he grabs it. You just got to do that. What? I didn't know he does that. He does that in the film. Like an apple lands on his foot and then he catches it because it rolls up his leg. Like it's all weird. Like anti-gravity apple up towards crotch? I, I guess he can just make apples go up his leg. Like that's one of that's the vampire curse. There you, and so you will you will impress the girls because we will put like loads of apples on the floor, and you'll just like kick them really hard towards the girls. You'll just say "fall in love with me" and then kick an apple at a girl, and you'll look at another girl and go "you want some of this," and you kick the apple at her, and you look at another one and "yeah, I'm hot stuff." Check out my abs. Uh, check out my rock hard dick and my balls as well are quite good. And you kick an apple at her. I'm Edwin Conkin. <laughs> they are talking about remaking the first Twilight film. Of course they are. They're desperate. Yeah. And well, you could be in on the ground floor as soon as we'll phone up Hollywood and say, look, I hear you're, you're going to remake um, Twilight. I don't know who you've got to play, Ed, like Edward Cullen, probably like Justin Bieber or whoever, or Rain Wilson. But don't pick either of them. We've got the real life Edwunk Conkin. <laughs> and he'll be in your film for free. We'll even provide the apples that he can kick all over the studio. Uh, yeah. <gasps> 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 I can't keep away from you. Uh, I'm going to murder you in your sleep. Uh, I'm really old and you're really young. Uh. And that's how it goes. You like grab the woman and say, oh, I'm going to bite your fucking face. Uh, it is a romance. Uh. Why am I grunting so much? What are those uh, intense feelings? <laughs> you like look at her and you'll go, oh, my feelings are so intense. Uh, it's almost annoying how many I want to flick your eyes this, uh, this is literally all stuff I had planned for the new Teenage Pokemon special which hey, is hurting me a little bit I can't hey, do it anymore pretty girl I think you're a fucking bastard uh, <laughs> like your cold indifference is what draws uh, the women towards your like inner beauty Oh, it's it's very uh, alluring to yeah. have that challenge. Have that. Oh, he's so damaged. He's so alone in his own heart. If only I could open him up. Ugh, get the fuck away from me! You look like a tramp. Feel your ass and then go away. So dicky and he's terrible. You're right. And sometimes you've got like two like cold steaks. And you're slapping them against your face, just going, oh, uh, uh, no one understands it. <laughs> and then, you know, it, it, we see the girls and they say, oh, he's so mysterious. And you're there just rubbing the various cold meats all over yourself. Just going, uh, this represents my turmoil. What are you looking at, girls? I think you're ugly. Uh. I bet your clitorises are unattractive and smell. Ah! Then they're so aroused after that. Oh, God. Seriously. Like, they they're whispering to each other, just saying, I'm fucking dripping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
these are, uh, yeah, those are girls that are comfortable with their sexuality, I guess. They're very in tune with their sensual lifestyles. Jonathan, <laughs> How old they, are they? Huh? In high school, these girls? Um, if we're following Twilight, it's Stephanie Meyer's idea, not mine. True, it's her fault. So you will just go into that high school and you'll be rubbing cold meat on yourself, just pointing at girls and saying, Aah! Fuck you! <laughs> I can't keep away from you. Uh, I want to eat you like a McDonald's Happy Meal. Comparing uh. <laughs> a woman to fried food is always such a bad idea. You're like but heroin. You're like heroin in my dick. You stupid asshole. Uh. Edwin Kunkin? Is that what's Edwin, his name again? Edwin Kunkin. <laughs> It's I would not love to easy watch to it. say, but you're not an easy man to love, and yeah. that's what the girls love about you so easily. No, it it it's still it, it if it were you, it could work. Because you're young, you've got cool hair, you can get away with it. <laughs> Two of those are lies. You're young and you've got cool hair. I'm old by today's standards, and my hair looks like something that a bad man would have. By my standards, young. Well, you. this is why the flower is on, to give you that sort of unnatural beauty, and why you've got my uh, my special hairs on your head. To give you a cool <laughs> yeah, I forgot about those, yeah, pubic hair. You're there, like, with your jacket and your flower and your lipstick and your pubes, just going... Ugh! It's not what they want. You, I wish it were. Smelly, I smelly clitoris. Ugh! Is that a rap song? Hey, girls, have you ever seen Twilight? I've got a penis and it hates you. <clears throat> smelly, smelly clitoris. Ugh, did sound like it could be a new Lil Jon song or something. Yeah, no, they'll do the soundtrack for Twilight Reborn. <laughs> the level of anger and disappointment would be so great. <laughs> Twilight if it really happened, I like to imagine if these things really happened. Twilight Reborn. Now he's glitterous. Let me touch that meat. No, get away from me. Soundtrack by Little John. Let me touch that meat. Yeah. They would be so sad. This is Twilight. Let me touch that meat. So unappealing. Uh, oh, I forgot. I almost forgot to tell you. Did you know Val Kilmer is the villain in MacGruber? Now you have to watch MacGruber. I thought he was the villain in McDonald's. No, he he is in the film MacGruber, which is not that good. Ah. But Val Kilmer is in it for probably twenty-five total minutes. That's a lot and of minutes. It's they didn't show him any of the commercials, any of the previews. But he's in it a lot, and he's very good. It, it's almost, and towards the end, it becomes like an idea you might have. Uh, his penis is almost shown, and he laughs about it, uh, laughs about his penis a lot. He shouldn't be laughing, though, because of what happens to his penis. Don't want to give away too much. Yeah. But it is a plot point. And, um, yeah, you wouldn't expect him to be so happy. But he is. He's got a very uh, jovial attitude as the villain. In MacGruber. Oh, I'm happy for him. Yeah, check it out. That mad old right-wing fuck. He's right-wing? I didn't know that. Yeah, he's a right-wing fuck. 
Oh, maybe it's good. Some right wing is good. Liam Kabutz is on IMDb now. Uh, <laughs> I, I just remember who that is. Flannel got him a credit as a lightning assistant on a film. <laughs> He's legit. Uh, for those who are new to Podtoid, Liam Kabutz is a character that um, has been invented in my circle of local friends, uh, where we invented this uh, rigging, this this lighting rigging engineer who works on C-list movie sets and harasses Dean Kane, the man who was once Superman. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. Unionized, makes a straight 42 a year. Feel sorry for Dean Kane. At one point, we're going to set up a Kickstarter to get Christmas get Christmas shoes for Dean Kane. Christmas shoes. Yeah, just to replace his old ratty shoes. We're going to get him a pair of brand new shoes for Christmas. We're going to buy them from Payless. So mean. He's not doing that bad. Dean Kane is a real person. He's going to be bad. He's going to be like, oh, no respect for Dean Kane. Come on, I've been trying to give you entertainment for 30 years. We're hoping he goes with it. He'll be very insulted. I pitched a show to him on the for The Escapist. Really? Called That Dean Kane Life. <laughs> where I give him, like, I just feed him a script, like, telling some fantastical made-up story of his life on the set of various films, and he just reads them out and talks to, to says it to the camera. Just a series of anecdotes. Yeah, it would be cheap enough for him to do. I mean, he, he wouldn't have to take too much time yeah. out of his day. And I guaranteed him $1,000 a month. <laughs> You'd have to pay him more than that. You'd have to... I assume he would be like $800. Uh, not even that. Probably $1,000 a minute. So you can probably get two minutes a week out of him. You should do it. Did you actually ask him about it? Yeah. What did he say? He ignored me. Did you ask his agent or did you ask Dean? No, I asked him on Twitter. Uh, That's how all business is done now. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I did find Eric Stewart, the voice of Brock, once. I have a little bit yeah. of experience in hiring. And he didn't do that for free. That was a money deal. I had to call his agent. It was a weird time. But it works. You'd be surprised who would just be like, yeah, give me $500. I'll do that thing. Give me a thousand dollars, I'll do it for twice as long. Yeah. You may really hire Dean Kane. You should. Yeah. Well, sometimes you become a ghost. I am very haunted. I came back haunted, in fact. <laughs> From wherever I went. I went away. You did. Man, you do a lot of those Let's Play videos. I just saw there's another Indigo Prophecy one up. Yeah. How long until you finish that game? Some of those Let's Plays are like an hour, aren't they? Yeah. When's that going to happen? When's that going to be complete in your life? I don't know. You going to keep going? Probably. I can't wait to see what happens. People should watch those. Yeah, it would be nice to have viewers. <laughs> it's interesting because... I've, yeah. I've gone from... I mean, I've not gone because I still do my other stuff, but it's interesting to go from outlets and places where you have a big audience and mm. start somewhere where you're, like, nothing. Mm. On YouTube, I'm nothing. And it's it's scary but also very interesting to try and build a new sort of career path on that. 
So I'm very interested. I, I feel that the guys on YouTube who are doing it right are seriously fucking legit. Mm. So it's uh, changed your attitude or your perception anyway of the people who make Let's Plays and what goes into it? Very much. Well, I mean, I say, I've always said, like, I appreciate what guys like Yogscast have been doing and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, seeing people like uh, Jesse Cox and, and Total Biscuit, who I've sort of been talking to a lot more lately, just I really respect the way they do things, and I'm very interested to see if I can do it. Huh. So that that was part of the reason why I set up my own Jim Sterling YouTube channel this weekend. Because I feel like I have a good forward-facing long-term plan we'll see if it works i'm interested to see too i uh the whole let's play thing is still fascinating to me my attitude towards it changes as uh by not every month but you know every few months i seem to have a slightly different perspective on it which is fun uh i got an argument with somebody not that long ago about how much hard work it is and he was saying it was very hard work and that John Tron of the Game Grumps quit because he was so stressed and he was so difficult. Um, but I've always thought they were relatively easy to do. It's just a matter of doing them in a way that clicks with people, which may not have to do with actual like effort, more practice and confidence, and um, just warming people up. What do you? But you've been doing them for a while now, so you would know. What do you think? Is it like hard to do them well, or is it more just getting in the habit of doing them well um so far for me it's the actual act of recording and talking is a joy yeah um but then again i've been doing recording and talking i've not been doing let's plays but i've been doing recording and just talking for years now for almost a decade so there is a kind of i've already got a kind of uh experience with that that makes it sort of it's comparatively easy to some of the like more edit-intensive stuff I do. <laughs> but then again, there's also just YouTube itself is a very weird uh, ecosystem. And that's where a lot of my work's been going. I've been working overtime just trying to understand the difference between an, a success and a failure. And, and working out the presentation and, and, and even something as simple as using the right tags or using the right thumbnail image. And uh, naming, like putting words in titles in the correct order, just all sorts of weird little things. Mm. So there has, there's been a stress to that, but at, at the at the same time, it's it's I, I'm doing this as a very low risk thing anyway. It's not like it's costing me much to do. Sure. Um. So I'm just sort of messing around, seeing if it works. Yeah, it's it's kind of like opening your own lemonade stand, but there's a million other lemonade stands on the same street. And you're like, why are some of these, you know, have hundreds of thousands of people buying from them and and other people have like 20. It's hard to figure out. It's fun to try to figure out though. And to try to beat the game. Yeah. I mean, I've in the few days I've been doing it, like having hands on oversight of a channel, I've learned a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I was told there's a bunch of tricks that we'll talk about later if i haven't talked about already that seem to have worked for guys like um cutie pie for instance who is a huge hit but a lot of people say his content is okay it's not better or worse some say it's worse some say it's better but on the whole it doesn't seem to be his content exactly that 
got him where he is. Something else. He follows me on Twitter. I bet he likes you. He seems like a nice guy. He does seem nice. Yeah, yeah. I've watched his Maybe other... Maybe he can give me all of his money. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he wouldn't mind teaming up with you on something. A lot of... You are not only uh, someone who is a big hit with people who don't make content, but people who do make content seem to really appreciate you a lot and want to team up with you, I've noticed. I th- I, I'm wondering if I'm not... And it's going to sound arrogant because the man is far better than me in all regards. But I, someone the other day compared me to Louis C.K. 10 years ago. Huh, Of this guy who has like, been doing stuff for a while and seems to be well-known by people way more famous than him. Mm-hmm. Like, where he was almost the comedian's comedian for a while. Sure. I seem to have a lot of friends in high places, but I, you know, they're stratospheric in, in comparison to me in terms of, of success and everything. Yeah. So it's an interesting position uh, to be in, and part of what I've been doing this week is actually, for once, trying to leverage that and seeing if that can't help me out. Well, I don't know if anybody has ever kind of done that crossover from news blog to YouTube personality as of yet. Like, much bigger blogs than even Destructoid, their videos get very few views for whatever reason. And I think we've been more successful than than most when it comes to that. So it'll be fun to see if you can do it, Jim. I'll be watching. We'll see. I mean, I I was able to transition from... From that to doing the Jimquisition stuff, which isn't on YouTube, but pulls in views, as far as I can tell from my estimates, comparable to a pretty solid YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, I've, I've always benefited, I feel, from having this kind of... A kind of um, uh, content flexibility that a lot of other people in the industry don't have. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping to turn the, the sort of Let's Play stuff... Uh, into an example of that, because I think my experiences as a reviewer and stuff, uh, and a guy with a lot of contacts, allows me to sort of say a few more things than other Let's Players. Um, and it might give it a sort of an extra different quality. I think I, I think so. I think a lot of things about it are going to give it a quality. Got a lot of qualities. Does that I sound so? Like I hope it does well. Yeah, I think it will. And I mean, the, you know, the long-term plan is to help everyone. Like, if I can turn that into a successful channel, then um, that will bleed over into Destructoid, and then maybe Detoid videos can get a bump and, and everything. We'll see. Sure. Yeah, it's all sure. spider webs. It's all <laughs> connect, trying to connect all the different things I do together. Just like that No Doubt song? Just like that. That sounded cute. That's exactly how the song goes. <laughs> I had the weirdest moment today where I really wanted to be friends with Helena Bottom Carter. <laughs> so weird. It hit me really hard. Yeah, I, I was shocked myself. Because uh, I don't like many... I don't dislike them, but I don't uh, usually get into that, like, oh, the celebrity is so charming. I... I think about them when I'm just doing stuff and I watch all their movies and stuff like that. I, I've never really gone that too far on, on that. But today on the radio, Helena Bottom Carter was talking. And she was like, when I was young, I talked like this. But now I talk a lot like this. And then she just started giggling to herself for a long time about it. And I was like, I want to be friends with her. You should be friends with her. 
I probably could pull that off if I She doesn't to. have a right to tell you you can't be her friend. She does have no right. Uh, Don't, she, do, not, <laughs> do not let her stick you in the no friend zone. <laughs> she, she has every right to do that, and I would not blame her. But I do have three degrees of separation from her. I know Danny Elfman's daughter. So I can call Lola Elfman. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm sorry to mean to laugh, Lola. It just sounds funny for some reason. Um, so I'm sure she's listening to this. And I will ask her if I can just come over at Danny's house. And then while we're at Danny's, I'll say, hey, why don't we have Tim over? And, uh, he can bring Helena, too. He can bring her if he wants. And then uh, when Helena's there, it'll just be me talking to Helena the whole time. Leaned forward and be like, wow. How about that? You really did it. You really pulled it off. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking about ruining my chances of being friends with Helena Bottom Carter. Um, yeah, that would be fun. I, I bet she would like me a little bit, though, right? She'd want... be in love with you, romantically. Would... She's in love with Tim Burton. Have you seen Tim Burton? I mean, he's all right. She yeah. can do better, though. She okay. could, because she could be dating Edwunk Kunkan. <laughs> a handsome vampire who will follow her around and break her car to control her. Which is she, what everyone wants, apparently. If, yeah, we're close enough in age that she would make sense to be cast as the, the Bella character in Twilight Reborn. <laughs> I might, like, people normally expect us to take one of the most degenerate lines from the show and use it as the Potoy title. I kind of like the idea of just calling it Twilight Reborn. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so arrogant and stupid. I'd enjoy it. I'm going to do the questions. We do it. A little. Oh, a- my God, Jonathan. Why aren't you doing it? I'm doing it. Question mark. It always takes a little bit. Yeah. People try to think of a good question right away. I think. Because uh, there's usually a minute. God, they try. I See, yeah. I sort of, I imagine it like they've had it sort of on a slow boil all day, right? <laughs> that they've been thinking about it and thinking about it and it's been churning and the pressure's been building up until all, until the point at which you say pod toyed questions and all of a sudden it just issues forth from them in a great torrent of, of complexity and and just density Whoa, like, all over your Twitter feed. <laughs> like uh, Spider-Man webs drawn by Tom McFarlane. Yes, something dense. like that. You've seen those. They're so wet looking. Stringy and wet Tom McFarlane webs. Uh, actually, the questions came in right away. I think uh, Cyrus Tang. I get followed by a bunch of PewDiePie fans as well now. Sure you do. I guess they just go on from his follow list. That is fantastic for you. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, although, the, uh, way more importantly than any of that, the most important guy following me right now is Onion Games. Onion right. Games just started following me, and that has made my day. That's awesome. If you, if you are a listener and you do not know this, you must go to Onion Games' Twitter account. It's just Onion Games, all one word, at Onion Games. It's the best thing. 
For example, they will tweet. It's it's an actual studio, Onion Games. They did Little King Story and everything. Uh, but the Twitter account has taken the form of an actual sentient onion, uh, which desires to be eaten and peeled for its own pleasure. It's amazing with tweets like "Peel me, eat me, love me, hum hum hum," or "Human cannot make video game without eating magic onion." I am ready to become miso soup for tomorrow. <laughs> Please peel. I want to feel ecstasy of onion skin. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my favorite. Yeah, what was one I retweeted earlier today? I must tell to all onion in the world: we should become one big onion and let us cook to become big onion ring for the human. <laughs> huh? Uh... Onion wants to go oversea with big boat. I want to see pirates a lot, and I make them eat onion a lot. <laughs> Onion Games is the best Twitter account. <laughs> I think it's um, Yoshiro Kimura who is running it, but he doesn't admit to it. And he did games like... Well, the, the account is pretending to be his pet onion. Right, that goes yeah. on trips with him and stuff. And it's like, he's waking soon. Oh, I will get bit again. Joy <laughs> of joy. And you're like, what? Then it's like, oh, I smell him. Will happen soon. That'll just be a tweet going. Just uh, this amazing, strange BDSM relationship he has with an onion. And this is how he's promoting his indie studio, which is like his lifeblood at this mm-hmm. point. He, I think he worked on a lot of stuff. I don't think he worked on... Oh, I think he did work on No More Heroes 2. He was a grasshopper for a while. He worked at Little King Story. He did this horror game that I'm desperate to get a hold of called Ghoul of Rose, which got panned uh, by critics and didn't print very many of them. I don't know if you guys have played Is that it. the PS2 one with the girl alone in the house? being it's Close. It is one of the PS2 ones with the girl alone in the house, like Haunting Ground. She's got a dog friend. But it was like an English girl? Uh-huh. I vaguely yeah. remember a trailer in Britain, because I think it came out in Britain. It I did. I vaguely remember a trailer with a man who was just, like, talking, just going, Ooh, you're lovely. <laughs> Like it was really creepy, though. Like it was well done. Yeah, everyone I know who's played it has, has said, "Well, you know, it's a PS2 low budget horror game, so the the combat's not that great. The controls are a little bit unwieldy, but the ideas behind it. It's about a kingdom of children called the Red Crayon Aristocrat Club, and they're so cruel to each other. And it really strikes home for anyone who's." Uh, experience how evil children can be. Uh, so yeah, that's fun. So he's great. I love him. Everyone should follow him. And I hope his games come out. His next one he wants to make is about a naked policeman who's feeling very uh, vulnerable and scared. Who wouldn't like that? Bastard would like that. <laughs> but Cyrus Tang, I was going to ask before, who yeah. is Odin Cyrus. Odin Cyrus, I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, wants to know if you'll be on another spoiler podcast. He really liked your Heavy Rain and Nino Kuni talk. I think he's been asking this for weeks, too. Hey, we so. did uh, a very long time ago when, in, on old Pogtoid. We did uh, used to do spoiler toids now and then, like for Metal Gear Solid and Heavy Rain. and Yeah, I mean, we could, but I, I don't know. I don't think the old crew used to often be in a position where they play all, like, were guaranteed to play the same video games. Ah, uh, sure. Whereas we, I think all three of us have kind of disparate a lot more. 
And there's no guarantee that... Like, I know you haven't played Beyond, Jonathan. Beyond Two Souls? Yeah. I was planning on it, but no, I haven't played it yet. As you see, like, I don't think we could do a timely spoiler cast. I would, if we planned it. I would play a game, for sure. It would be Beyond. a waste of your time and money. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm willing to do it, but I am not pushing to do it either. Totally flexible. Uh, how about you, Conrad? Any feelings on the spoiler cast, maybe? Um, I don't... You know, it's so weird. I don't finish games hardly ever anymore. Mm. Like, it's just... I don't, I don't, I'm not in a position where I need to see the conclusion. Nine sure. times out of ten, I know what the conclusion's going to be anyway, and I understand what the game is. So, yeah, I very rarely actually conclude games um which doesn't necessarily preclude me from participating in such a thing I, again that's if we wanted to do it i would play whatever was being played but i don't know how eager i am to do that necessarily it's it would be fine i sort of appreciate podtoid is the thing i do that isn't about video games <laughs> and a lot of people do that's true and the tension of whether we're going to talk about video games or not excites people. Bryce and the Finger- tension as to whether or not you and I are ever going to actually get together. You and I now, Conrad? Oh, what? You thought this was about you and Jim? No, he's the tragic foil. This is about you and me. Yeah, there, there's a very will-they-won't-they they thing going on with you two, like um, Bruce Willis in that show. Um, that was I, Was it Unbreakable? Right, yeah, Unbreakable. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. Um, Jed Whitaker, Jed05 asks... Jed Whitaker! He got a little song. Oh, he's wearing a Luigi hat. He's got a full beard. I bet he appreciates it. He's smiling about it. He wants to know if he thinks we, uh, that Nintendo, he wants to know if he thinks Nintendo will release DLC for Pokemon XY. If we think they will. There's a... I wouldn't be surprised. Sold four million in like two days. They've got the install base. They've got to be tempted to try to get a two extra dollars out of each of those four million people for a total of eight million more dollars. Are they? They probably are. And, right, and that, uh, yeah, because I mean, all right, that seems so obvious to you and me, right? <laughs> oh, Nintendo. There is Nintendo logic at play, but they released Pikmin Three DLC. Well, that's it. A few years ago, I'd have said I maybe, but probably not. These days, they seem to have kind of they seem to enjoy DLC now. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't want to just say for sure that they're going to do it, but I definitely would not be shocked to see it. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm guessing they will do it, and that it will be little, and it will. It won't be like catching all new Pokemon or something. It'll be a way to catch older Pokemon that they couldn't have fit in XY uh, just to give people who want it a little bit of extra, um, but it won't make people who don't buy it feel badly about themselves and resentful because they're very cautious about that. It's going to be some ridiculous app. An app? Ridiculous, stupid thing, and it will be cheap. It'll be, you know, like 99 well, cents al- or something. Aren't they already selling some Pokemon storage thing? Yep, no, they are, yeah. which you yeah. don't need for the full game. but And I think it's like charged by the month or something. Whoa! Is, yeah. Yeah, you know, you gotta give them credit. When they go in, they go in with balls. And with <laughs> Pokemon, people are not rational when it comes to Pokemon. I'm gonna write a thing about Pokemon XY. At least I think I am. 
And it's not going to be saying the game is bad in any way, because I, I don't think anything about the game is badly made. But it hasn't grabbed me the way past Pokemon games have. I like it as opposed to, like, love it. Well, and maybe, I know people are going to be outraged about that. Maybe Pokemon hasn't changed. Maybe you've changed. But Pokemon, really, it kind of has changed, I think. That's why so many people are saying... Well, I, I was a bit disappointed with the like the three playable protagonists. Not one of them was a girl, and they all seem like really just morally bankrupt. That's like not- the drunk one who is like a, a murderer and a, a speed taker and a meth dealer. Well, and then you've got the stoner gangbanger who's just all about thugging. And, and his, his, his dog, that's a Michael Vick situation just waiting to happen. Yeah, I, yeah, I just, I don't know. It was, it made me feel dirty to play Pokemon X and Y. <laughs> it's the wrong, it's the wrong game. And the torture scene, Jesus. <laughs> well, that's just unnecessary. When you're like pulling the Pikachu's teeth out with pliers and stuff, <laughs> uh, that would be something. It is just weird to rub them. Pika, so just over and over again, just peek, peek. I'm never going to get it out of my my mind. Yeah. Uh, Michael Chasen wants to know what game. Chasen. <laughs> he wants to know what game we respect but can't stand playing. You know, as much as I talk about which games I like and don't like, it's rare that I can't stand playing a game, that I just hate it. It's very, very, very rare. I I like playing Grand Theft Auto. I like playing Gears of War. I like playing uh, Call of Duty. I just don't love it. I'm like, oh, it's okay. Then I end up doing something else, usually. Ico. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love the idea of it. I'm envious of those who can play it. I can't bear it. Yeah, I'm in that same boat. I've, I mean, I hate the way it feels as a control thing. I don't like the puzzles, and I can't fucking stand hearing him going, <laughs> like Thank you so much, Jim. Oh, my like God. He's you know, like he's Edward in a high school. Just, hey, hey, you girls, I think you're ugly. Any thoughts on the argument over... Oh, yeah. I guess it's a good one. Kurt No, who is Das Bubba, asks, any thoughts on the argument over whether it's ethical? And I love that the word ethics gets tied into these things. Uh, any thoughts on the argument over whether it's ethical or not to review a story-heavy game like Beyond without beating it? Oh, ethics. Sucks. Video game reviewing et- ethics. Really? Video game reviewing ethics. You know what? What? Ben Kachera played half of Beyond and then said it was shit. You know what? Ben Kachera is correct. <laughs> Alright? End of. I don't... Ethical or not, the guy was fucking correct. And that's what I care about more in a review as to whether it was ethical or not. Ethical? Interesting. Ethical. Uh, like... Stop using words you've heard on the internet. Well, it is, it is a matter... I mean, ethics, of course, as a word, carries a lot of uh, weight to it. You feel like you're in a, a courtroom or something, and somebody's—it's life or death. And of course, it's not life or death. But in terms of what's right and wrong for the readers, is it okay to review half of uh, what? Well, you uh, yes, and I'll tell you. Well, I'll tell you why I think that's such a definite yes. Because uh-huh. you do not have to eat an entire shit sandwich <laughs> to know that it tastes <laughs> like shit. 
Unless you're Jonathan Holmes. <laughs> like, if someone takes two slices of white bread, smears shit between them, slaps it together, and says, eat this, you take a bite of that, it tastes like shit, you say, no thank you, I will not be eating any more of your shit sandwich. Now, you went so far as to taste the goddamn thing with the expectation it might be awful. Okay? <clears throat> Good on you. You can now successfully report back that a shit sandwich does not taste very good. You are not under any obligation to clear your fucking plate. Yeah, I mean, as you know, I was being a bit churlish on the ethics thing. I just it, the word is often misused by people who don't quite understand it. Um, but as as far as what is ethical. Ben Kachera, because this is what this is about. Ben Kachera and is playing half of Beyond. Um, Did he say he only played half? He said it. That's as far as his ethical obligation goes. Right. Yes. He was upfront about how much he played. If anything, that only strengthened his case. Like it was damning enough that he could only st- stomach half. Well, yeah. If 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 the argument of oh my god, it's so good in the second half is a load of crap because if you have to suffer through the first half. And it's exactly. that miserable that you want to put it down and quit. That's valid criticism. Mm-hmm. And I never... Um, I've not completed every... It's never been destructive policy that you've got to play every game to the credits. And I never even used to talk about it because it was, it's, it's fucking common in the industry. And I didn't think anyone gave a shit. Apparently they do because people will obviously glom onto anything they can to invalidate a review they don't agree with. So now, you know, we say, like, try and complete it, but at least play until you're confident and comfortable. And um, especially if you're going to be negative, just cover yourself and tell them where you got to. It's actually in our review policy that there is no rule that says you have to play to the end of the credits. We're open about that. And if you don't like that, read some other reviews. Like seriously, if if the way if that policy does not sit right with you, there's plenty others. Ple- there are so many reviews out there, so don't get hung up on that. Um, so that's where we stand, at least on Destructed officially. Where I stand officially is Ben did everything he had to do as a professional game critic. He played as much as he could stand. He told us he played as much as he could stand, and he was. Uh, as far as I could tell, pretty accurate in his assessment of that game. I personally would be more... I I would take less from a review if it was really positive, but they only played three hours. Then I would be worried, like, oh, maybe it gets bad afterwards. But if somebody tells me, oh yeah, I played this for five hours and it was five bad hours of my life, that's all I need to know. Because even if it gets better after that, then I I had to sit through five hours to get there, then it's still not worth it. Who plays a game that they really love only three hours? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. You don't have to worry about those reviews as much. Though, like with the wonderful 101, four or five hours into it, I was going to score it lower. Um, I still liked it, but I kept playing it, and it got better and better. So I'm glad that I, I kept going. It definitely gave me a fuller idea of it. But even then, you know, uh, 10 hour. 12 hours in, it was pretty much where I was going to go, and then it was still 8 more hours to uh, to complete it, so oftentimes that's all you need. More questions came in. Je- Preposterous Whitey, who is at Harry underscore Doctor, wants to know, have you been keeping up with the comments on your Tropes versus Black Guys in Video Games article? 
how do they make you feel? I have not been keeping up with them, but I figured that's as good as time as any to tell people that it's there. I can't check Destructoid at my day job. It's blocked, so I lose track, and then by the time I look again, 12 hours later, there's 200 more comments, and it's just too daunting. I don't even take a look. But uh, I did a chart, and then Darren Nakamura and Sarah Thomas helped me to pretty it up, and Darren Nakamura actually made like pie charts and columns, which I thought were really funny. And it's a little bit of a satire on taking... Uh, issues in, in video games like race and class and whatnot uh, like things you can just measure statistically because they're so subjective um, I thought it was funny to try to make it objective and turn it into charts but it was also just fun to collect the data uh, it took about 35 I think different black video game characters black male video game characters and uh, set them across different tropes to see if they lined up like criminal athlete grapey Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, that's uh, it's, it was supposed to be partially funny. Um, and I, I think I messed up on a few. The people are saying that there's more than one uh, black guy who's really important to the Mass Effect story. I only remembered one, but there might be two. So he might not actually be a token. Uh, people took issue with the fact that I said that um, Eddie Gordo from Tekken is a token because he actually has a palette swap costume named Tiger Jackson, I think, who's got like a giant afro and disco pants and is just such a such a stereotype. Um, but they said he's not the only black guy in the game, Tiger Jackson. But uh, yeah, you might find some issues with uh, my opinion on what is a token and what is uh, an athlete and whatnot. But it was all in good fun. Hopefully people check it out. Just a little plug there for a thing I made. I'll give you a little plug. <laughs> I'll do one more question from right. Little Torchwood for SP. We haven't talked to him in a while. Spencer Presley asks, underrated horror game suggestions for Halloween. Also, if you need one, Siren Blood Curse on PSN. I really did like Siren Blood Curse. I didn't love it uh, to death, but I definitely was surprised by how focused it was on making me uncomfortable and making me feel disempowered. And that was the time in survival horror when that was more of a rarity so yeah good one seven blood curse how about you guys horror game suggestions we talked about rules of rule of rose already that's kind of one you been have you played those new horror games jim spooky. new horror games yeah some spooky thing you were gonna play i know there's a, a loads that i've not gotten around to doing yet yeah you know that's i did rebirth i did outlast and there's a couple of others that they don't look so good I didn't play any more of that doorways. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guys from Amnesia have a new one, right? About a scary computer? Oh, Soma. Yeah, Soma. Soma means sleep, right? I think so. Somulant means to be sleepy. Huh. How about you, Conrad? Any horror? Well, the last horror game I really played was uh, probably Lo uh, Lone Survivor. So, oh, yeah. yeah. That's on PSN now. Is it on PSN now? It is. Did that, did that finally release on PSN? I thought it did. They were, Curve Studio was going to get us a code, but then the codes didn't work. And that's the last I've heard. I kind of uh, forgot to keep up with them. Maybe I should drop them an email. We could still do a report on it, see how the report turned out. So Yay. that's all. <laughs> Alan Wake. People could replay Alan Wake. I like Alan Wake. You do? I like Alan Wake, yeah. I, I mean, it's, uh, wow, is it ever, like, 
uh, it feels a little self-indulgent in the writing. Um, it, it, it reminds me of bad Stephen King, which is the point in a lot of ways. And it, I like a game where, to some degree, in a, you know, in a horror game, you're powerless. And he's not that powerless. Like, dude can run for frick ever. Uh, but the enemies come in quickly. They scare the crap out of you when they arrive, and then you have to sort of react quickly to deal with them. And, and I like that. It's like Ninja Gaiden, but it feels more fair for some reason. Yeah, it is more fair, unless it's on that difficulty setting where you die in one hit. That's I love that difficulty setting. It's fun. It doesn't feel totally fair, though. You don't quite have enough time to survive, but good times. Yeah, I wish that had But I didn't play through, like, enough of American Nightmare. I sh- that's the thing. I The main game, I did all the DLC, and I played through it several times, and I just really sort of taken with it. And then American Nightmare came along, and I, I don't think I've cleared the first area. I only played that very recently, like a few months ago. Finally got around to it. It was, it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's very stylish. Their use of uh, licensed music is almost as good as Volition's use. Mm-hmm. They use it very smartly. We should have done better. Mm. Who knows? That could be one that might. I think for once it got to PC, they were quite pleased with how it performed. Oh, good to hear. Maybe we'll be seeing more of Alan Wake on Xbox One then. Hope so. Uh, there's one last one, real quick. Nikolai Jasic, who is Nick Electric on Twitter asks, which DS do you recommend? 3DS XL, worth it if you have the cash, even if you wouldn't use it that often, or 2DS, a legit option. I would say if you don't have the money or you don't plan on playing it that much, and even if you do have the money and you do plan on playing it a lot, you can just try them out in the store. Because 2DS is a legit option for sure. I know a lot of people who think that the smaller screens actually make the games look better. You don't see as many flaws as you would on the 3DS XL. And it takes up less space than the 3DS XL. Um, it's just as portable, as long as you have a flat thing to stick it in. And much, much cheaper. And no 3DS to worry about. Or, I mean, uh, no... Uh, actually, did they get rid of that with the XL? The things that mark up your top screen? Because I yes. still get that. Yeah, on the did. XL, so, there's none of that moisture collection. That's good. Man, I wish they had thought of that before they put the thing out. Oh, launch console. But um, for me, like I, I, I just love the 3DS XL so much that I'm, I'm not considering getting a 2DS at all. Yeah. Um, you know, I've given the 2DS a little spin with my arms wrapped lovingly around Jordan Devore, and uh, I don't know. It's, it's cool enough. Like you say, it's, it's not, it's not illegitimate. It's a legit option, but. If I were to choose, the 3DS XL is where I would personally go. I wonder if that's my problem with Pokemon X and Y. Maybe I need to play it on XL first. Then I'll love it. It is a very graphics-heavy fun time. So much about uh, what makes it feel great is the visuals, right? Yeah, that and Holucha. You need to get a Holucha. <laughs> How long till you get one of those? I'm uh... only like five hours in. Oh, I don't know. Um, maybe a few more hours after that. Yeah. I think I first saw one just before the. Uh, there is a whole. There's a, a lead into a city uh, full of like stones. There's okay. like mystery stones all over the place, and there's the patches of grass with these big sort of 
Stonehenge type stones and stuff, and that's where I saw my first tall lucha. Huh? Sounds exciting. Let's check it out. Uh, let's close up the show. I got nothing else. Close it up and go fucking home. <laughs> this week on Subholmes, we have Marcus Lindblom. I uh, are you or not? Sure? I'm not. Yeah. Nah, no, I, I got nobody. I got nobody to cover it here. Um, Jordan's actually gonna be visiting family. Oh no! Uh, and I'm gonna be out of town. So yeah, Marcus, he's gonna be bummed. Yeah. 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 No supplements this Sunday. Sorry, Marcus. It's too bad. Would have been good. Hopefully we can. Uh, uh, hopefully we can get him back on because he did. I was looking forward to having him on the show. Yeah, me too. Uh. Instead, why not watch the rerun with Ryan uh, Vandendick? I don't know if that's up yet. Might be up soon. Oh, I, I mean, yeah. it's out. It's out on i. It's out on uh, podcast form right now. It's waiting oh. to go live on the YouTube channel. I don't know what for. I didn't know that. Good to know. We, if we can, move that along. I will ask. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because his uh, Kickstarter is almost up. Citizens of Earth. You should check out the Kickstarter. I was really touched when he talked to me about it. Um, uh, he worked on Luigi's Mansion 2 as a gameplay programmer. He's really passionate about making all the little details of a game just feel right. And he's done a good job of it. He also worked on Super Mario Strikers, which I thought was surprising, and X-Men Destiny, which he seemed to have some pain and regret about. He didn't want to talk about it too much. So he's worked for Silicon Knights and for Next Level Games, and now he's making his own game, which is influenced by Earthbound, but is also just influenced by his view on RPGs, uh, his thoughts on modernizing them, and also ways to make them funny and topical. You play as the vice president of the world, and you just recruit human beings to do your bidding. Um you get to get a little bit of their story, like the baker and the school teacher and stuff like that. And there's also an overarching story about the vice president. So that sounds good. He's a young man from Canada. You can get to know him. That'll be on the thing soon. Hopefully in time to help him promote his Kickstarter because it's not that close to making it. He may not make it. I'm worried about him. But uh, either way, I'm sure he'll be able to succeed in life and we'll see more of them. And I guess that's it for me. I might have a thing written about Pokemon and Blasian Link by Sunday, but I might not. Uh, how about you guys? Uh, I'm just about to leave town, so I've got nothing going right now. I'm heading out for a family weekend. So oh, When are you coming yeah. back? I'll be back on Monday. Oh, good. Yeah. Look forward to it. Fun so family weekend. It. Oh, yeah, my cousin's getting married. Uh, have a good yeah. time. I, it will be, yeah, it's in, I, like, you see, I, I, I talk about, you know, like, I'm like, I don't even know what the internet access is there. It's rural Western Pennsylvania. And, um, yeah. And I mean, it's like everybody on that side of the family's weird for different, in different ways. And, and they're all like frighteningly smart and it's impossible to get a word in edgewise in a conversation. And so like, you know how, chickens in a pen you know they throw food in there and they all just sort of swoop in and then they like nearly kill each other trying to get that's what attention is like <laughs> for this sort of family unit and uh so it makes it really interesting to be around it and uh i i 
know nothing about my my cousin's new uh, wife and her family, but I can't wait. It's always fun to see new people introduced to that dynamic. Uh, it'll be fun. So anyway, yeah, that that's what I'm doing. So <laughs> fuck all y'all. Sounds good. Awesome. Um, hmm. Well, I review Pokemon X and Y. That's on Destructoid.com. Um, I loved it. I, I thought it was fantastic. So you can go check out my review there, Pokemon X and Y and Destructoid. Uh, over at EscapistMagazine.com, uh, my new Jimquisition is out. It's simply called Toxic, and it's about that the nature of toxicity, that word that's come up a lot in the gamer community. Um, Jim and the Arts' Rhyme Down Spectacular was out. Uh, this week's was about mine uh, doing certain things with Pokemon, which was fun. And... Um, yeah, over on the Detoid YouTube channel, there's my now bloody playing. I'm going through Indigo Prophecy at the moment, uh, which is interesting. I used to love that game. Replaying it, I'm not loving it quite as much. But it's it's fun. It's a fun playthrough. And uh, yeah, as, as as we mentioned earlier, like I, I on a lark, I've set up my own um, YouTube channel. I mean, I've had it for a long while, but I'm kind of trying to do things on it now because I've got a... There's a few things I want to try and do to understand the whole YouTube thing, um, so I'm doing them there, and I've, I'm doing all sorts of other Let's Play stuff um, on there as I try and hone it uh, on my own sort of terms. So, yeah, check that out. It's, it's very easy to remember. It is just Jim Sterling, YouTube slash Jim Sterling. And if you want to subscribe to that and check out some of the videos, it's all cool. I've been playing Blood Rain, the original, and uh, today I played a really cool game called uh, Megabyte Punch. Uh, which I'm really liking. It's a side-scrolling beat-em-up um, with Smash Brothers elements. Like, the more you hit enemy robots, the further they fly. And um, they drop body parts, and you can equip them to boost your skills and stuff. It's a really cool game. Uh, so you can check that out. That's on my channel right now. And and that's it for Pogtoid this week, guys. We did it. Uh, so they can all fuck off. 